0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio—the multi-award-winning Niall Boylan show.
1: Classic
0: hits. Now, the journalist, of the Irish Independent, Nade Ryan, put up a tweet yesterday, referring. She was talking about the hidden homeless—people you don't expect to be homeless—and see, we are going. Some of you are going to take offence to even that. And she said, "And what's most evident?" is that they, these are articulate middle-aged or middle-class educated women. She was referring to a section of women who said that they were at a certain point in their life where they shouldn't be homeless, they should have something to show for it and they have nothing to show for it. Maybe they've, they've been separated. I don't know, maybe they had something or they lost their job and they lost their home, whatever. Anyway, she says, not the type that can sometimes be described as homeless. And people took huge exception to this and said, what And the hell are you talking about? What are the type that are homeless? You know, please stop that. Everybody knows exactly what she's trying to say and all you're doing is being pedantic. I mean, she was referring to the hidden homeless, which is a conversation that's happening in the media over the last 24 hours. And we talked about it last week when we spoke to Darianne at night on the air. But I decided that's an important conversation that needs to happen during the day to the wider audience. Now, Sinead said nothing wrong. And, you know, it's people that have an issue with what she said and they're just being pedantic. Let's be clear, anybody can end up homeless or without a permanent home. But it would be ridiculous to suggest that people don't have a preconceived idea or image for what a homeless person might be. If I said to somebody tomorrow, or if I said to most of you tomorrow, draw me a picture of a homeless person, or here's a load of pictures of people, and they're all different types of people of different classes, which one of them is homeless? You'd point one of them out. And I know exactly what you'd point out. The one that looks like a hobo. The one that looks like they have, they're in poverty. The one that maybe is a little bit disheveled looking. The one that looks like they might be on drugs or an alcoholic. Now, it doesn't always mean that, they, that that's the one that's homeless. But that's the preconceived notion that you have. And that's all she was saying. It's not the type that you would normally think. That homelessness can affect everybody and anybody at any time in their life. Now, we do see documentaries about homelessness all the time. The typical person... Would be down and out, they may have a drug or alcohol issue. More recently, we've seen is that it's younger mothers with children who find it difficult to keep a job because they need to care for their children and they end up in temporary accommodation. But what about the person that has always had a home and maybe raised their children and through no fault of their own lost that home because they maybe lost their job or they retired and they couldn't afford it anymore, you know, or separation and divorce, you know, just can't make ends meet anymore. Because we all know, of course, particularly if you're living in a city, the property market is outrageous at the moment. You can't, you see, you just heard Beth talking about renting properties there. I mean, to rent a one-bedroom apartment now in Dublin, you're looking at two grand. A one-bedroom apartment. And that's small. So if you had a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you could forget about it. Now, they may be in their 50s with no prospect of ever owning their own home again in their lives. And the person who is renting a one-bed dump of a flat after living in a nice home with a family all their life, they may feel helpless and homeless and hopeless. There are so many men and women that are middle-aged and will now never own a home. If they've never had a successful relationship, for example, it may be next to impossible to rent on their own because they, they need to share the cost with somebody. I suggest you go out and find a boyfriend or girlfriend just so you can share the cost. But if you've never been in a relationship or you're not in a relationship, you're out of the property market. Because you can't even rent a one-bed apartment unless you happen to have two grand spare a month. At least if you have two people, you can share it at a thousand each. But do we all have a right to own a home? Or is this just a kind of socialist concept? They say that most of us are one paycheck away from being homeless. Now, that's true to some extent, although banks in this country tend to be a little bit more cooperative when you're down and out and you're down your luck. Some will say that it's not the taxpayer's fault and we can't pay for everybody's bad outcomes in life. I mean, we have a very good social welfare system in this country, which will ensure that everybody has shelter and food. And you, won't, you certainly won't starve to death in Ireland. That's for sure. So we do have a good social welfare system. Some people will fall through the cracks, but we do have a decent social welfare system. But should we do more? Forget about people who are living on the streets. Forget about the mums who are in temporary accommodation with the kids. What about the people who got divorced or separated? Or people who, for whatever reason, lost their home and have always had a home? And now they find themselves in their 50s, they're not going to get a mortgage, they're never going to own their own home, and they're completely priced out of the rental market. They're essentially homeless, and maybe living on a sofa, maybe living back in their mother's house, maybe living in a hotel, cheap hotel or something like that. We'll get around to that in a minute. Maybe all those things. The number's 087-188-0008. Should we do more for those who end up in that hopeless situation, who have worked all their lives, I'm not talking about people who've been wasters all their lives, either, by the way, people who' have been unemployed for their whole lives have, have taken advantage of a system. I'm talking about people who have worked their whole lives, maybe paid a mortgage at one point and lost it all. Should we do more for them? Because this is the conversation over the last 24 hours, that they're the hidden homeless. The people, for example, I listened yesterday to a mother who had two or three kids, and she felt helpless and homeless. She said, you know, she's barely, she's renting and barely making ends meet. She's never going to own her own home. I heard a man talking about the fact um, that he was in a relationship all his life, had a house, everything. Everything gone, taken away from him when the relationship broke up. Gone, lost the house, bank took it back. Nothing. Ends up with nothing. All that money paid in for nothing. So people end up in a bad situation later in life. Can we do more to help them or should we be doing more? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Maybe you've been in that situation. 087-188-0008. James, you're an Ireland's Classic kid. How are you doing, James? Uh, good afternoon, Niall. Good, good to a- talk to you again. Good afternoon, James. Now, you know, a man of have seen your years like yourself, James.
2: Yes, o- say where I am now, Niall. An old codger.
0: <laughs> what you usually say. An old codger like yourself, James. In your day it wouldn't have been quite as difficult because, you know, Cork County Council, Dublin Corporation at the time, would have been, you know, flinging houses out at £3 a week. Um, you know, and it was easy enough to get yourself a house, I suppose, to some degree, was it? Well, Niall, you know, sometimes I get very amused when people say, ah, James, you lived in the bad old days. No, we've progressed so
2: much. And I look around and I hear all these terrible stories, now, And I remember when I was a very, very small boy, uh, because I don't remember us moving into the house that we moved into, but my father bought a house here on the north side. His first house, because before that he would been renting, because uh, he was <clears throat> not long married. And the house he bought on the north side was a four-story terraced house with a back garden. Nice. That's the house I grew up in now. Yeah. And he, my father never had a mortgage now. Yeah. He bought it
0: for cash. And it was 700 punts now. I was going to say how much would it have been? Well, no, it wouldn't have been punts. It would have been pounds. Pounds,
2: yes. Well, I what pounds, I would have yeah. used the word punts at uh, the Irish, but uh, 700 pounds. Uh, Wait, well, yeah, I'm
0: trying to remember, actually. When did we change to punts? That was in the, uh, in the 80s, was it? We well, changed? that's
2: suppose yes. Yeah. But, uh, that was the day, you know, I was I mean, I, I, when young people hear that now, they don't believe me now. When I tell young people that, they say, James, you're having a son. You know, you're having a son when we can't even get a one-bedroom apartment for that every... So where are month. you? Are
0: you living there now? Is that where you live now?
2: The Northside, Side always in North
0: Side now. No, is that the same house you live in now? The oh, no 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 no, 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 no. That's long gone now. But okay. uh, we
2: were there for about 20 years before we moved. It was very close to the city centre now. Yeah. And, uh, is in
0: flats now actually to the I was person. going to say can you imagine how much that property's worth now oh
2: well, he turned it into flats the fellow who bought it yeah. and uh, it, there was rooms to to, to, to burn Niall with rooms all over the house there was a basement a big back garden now it went onto the street now it didn't uh, any front garden but uh, as I said my father never had a mortgage and then when he, when he sold that Nile 20 years later that house that he sold 20 years later around 1970 it bought the house out in the suburbs
0: yeah uh, more or less but that's great and, and that's the ideal situation
2: where yeah, yeah. somebody yeah
0: you, yeah, yeah, you it's, yeah, yeah you work yourself up the ladder and that's always the way it's been right but here's the situation James what happens if somebody's in a good situation maybe they're in a relationship and we spoke to Jerry there. Yes, last I was weekend. listening. I'm
2: very yeah. sad to hear that now. Yeah, lovely lady. Uh, I've been listening to her for years. I know we hadn't heard her for a while. I was wondering why she wasn't on because she used to be a regular contributor. Now I know why she wasn't on because she was other things to deal with.
0: That's absolutely. she had gone through a bit of a difficult time in her life. Yes. Okay. So and and worked all her life. People pay tax all yes. their lives. Yes. And then you lose everything. You know the the bank comes along, and then you pe people you're renting off or selling their house, and you're literally out on your ear. Or you think you might be out in your ear. I've
2: heard those stories
0: now and yeah, I in
2: Cork with people very
0: intelligent well educated people, and certainly things can go wrong and uh... so I mean at fifty then you find yourself in your fifties or whatever it is your sixties, and there you are, helpless, homeless, feeling worthless, and you've lost everything it's
2: yeah, actually much harder when you're older now, so you can put up a lap when you're twenty twenty five can Sleep here, sleep there, hop off over to England, maybe, and emigrate. But in 50s, most people want to be settled now, and they have been settled.
0: But I mean, you're not going to get a mortgage at 50, you know what no, I mean? No. So, well, you but well, about 15 years. That. You won't get a mortgage if you're like, in my age, I'm not going to get a mortgage. No, I'm a 4 I suppose not now. So, I mean, so what do, what do we should we be doing more to have what's called, I suppose, the hidden homeless?
2: Oh, yeah, I would agree now. I mean, uh, even now, recently, I was listening to the Minister for Children, who was also in charge of direct provision, as you know now. Yep. And they're going to completely overhaul that now, he said. And what we're going to get to get the situation we're going to get to, the minute you come here looking for asylum, we're going to put you into your own turnkey accommodation.
0: But yes, if your application is successful, yes. you will Oh,
2: no, before that now.
0: Well, no, I, no I, think, I think that's based on the fact that they're going to speed up the application process. And yes. they said within within three months the, wasn't it Yeah. wants to get
2: rid of the whole idea of being inside in any type it's of direct really, yeah, well, provision
0: that's ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous yeah.
2: So, uh, so if we can do that now well, 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 with the greatest arrived, respect
0: James that's a bit of a pipe dream you know what I mean because unless they speed up the process that's not going to work or just let everybody have a free for all
2: yeah, but even the yeah. idea of it now I mean even the, uh, them aiming towards it I mean uh, shouldn't we be first on looking after people uh, who are here and have contributed all their lives mm-hmm. and people who just arrived and we don't know who they are or whether they ever contribute not that I'm you know, I don't want to be saying anything about about people coming in, we must look after people. Yes, but uh, uh, we have to uh, we have to look after people here who have been here all their lives. And, uh... So, how
0: do you look after somebody? I mean, how do you make it more affordable for somebody to own their own home? It does come back to that constitutional right to own your own home. We don't have a constitutional right to a constitutional right to shelter. But how do you how do you get somebody back into a good situation?
2: Well, I suppose now, if, if you end up being divorced with, say, and you're out of their house. And, uh, well, you're not going to be in a position now to start getting a mortgage again because you might be paying the mortgage of the person that you've separated from, mm-hmm. whatever situation you're in, so you're, you're going to have to go into um, uh, rented accommodation. Mm-hmm. If you're the husband, I I, I I mean I wouldn't be as well up on the rules now of what happens uh, you you are and i obviously <laughs> well up on what happens well, in a divorce. Well, okay, well
0: let, let, well then news me as an example to no fault of my own. Well, yeah, I know. I, I hope I, you're I, not
2: still in the travel lodge, are you?
0: Well I am, yes. Oh well. well so uh, so here well here, so here's the thing. By definition, I'm homeless. Yes. So I, I, I went through a divorce, I was asked to leave the family home, and I now live in the travel lodge. Um, that's where I live because I'm, you know it's kind of expensive to get a one bedroom apartment in Dublin. Um, it's probably unaffordable with other bills that I have to pay as well. So I'm in a bad situation. But look, I'm not complaining about it. I'll I'll get through it. But it does make you feel rather helpless and oh, it's
2: not very unpleasant place to find a well, age, um, and, well I mean, at 57 well at must... 58
0: sorry it was my birthday the other day at 58 so you know
2: I'm not saying you're you know I mean I'm not saying you're old or anything but you, at your age you, you, you've had a home for years now
0: now, well, now look thankfully I'm in a situation where I have a decent income well that's, now, that's no don't get me wrong I'm not Joe Duffy by any stretch of the imagination that's a blessing now <laughs> that's, a,
2: that's some blessing at least
0: but, I, mean, but I, mean, I, I have an okay income so I can just about afford it
2: find that unbearable now even uh, if, I, if I went back to my when I was your age I'd find that unbearable now uh, especially if I had a home for years because home is so important now. Especially if, if you've had it for years, it's, it's the centre of everything. Mm. You can put up a lot now once you have your own roof over your head and your so own what, So what? So what do you do?
0: But, but, but leave me aside. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What, what do you do when there's... And I listened to a woman yesterday talking about the helplessness of just about being afford to, to afford a rent with her rent with her child. She had one child, I think. And she said she was, I don't know, 50 years of age or something like that. She said, I'm never going to own a home. Never going to own a home. Through yes. no fault of her own. It was just the way the cookie crumbled. Yes. Is that just it then? Is that just the way you're expected to be then, even though you've worked all your life, like Darianne, who spoke to us last week, who've worked all her life. She worked in Aer Lingus all her life. Yeah. In a, in a yes, great ben. job, in a great job. Unfortunately, her marriage broke up, similar situation. She ended up, you know, literally out on the street. Yes. Sure. in rented accommodation where they're going to sell the accommodation
2: and you're probably also in a situation uh, I'd say you've still got two dependent children now.
0: I do, yes
2: I know your son once the eldest son is away on his own now
0: I, I I don't want to get too much into my own personal situation because yeah. like, I can't for obvious reasons. Oh, I know right? that. I know but but yes, I do have two dependent children. Yeah. And and so so what so what do people do in that situation? I mean, this has been the conversation for the last twenty four hours. Last night I was watching it on the TV. It was on the radio yesterday as well. They were talking about this idea of the hidden homeless. In other words, people who become homeless, I suppose, by circumstance.
2: Well, I'm it has been brought out now. It should it should be very much brought out. Uh, I mean, I know when you think about people who are on the street, we have people here in the street in Cork and. They're begging and that. Quite often, of course, in some cases now, people go on the streets. they're begging. People think they're homeless, but some of them are not actually homeless now. Mm. They're living in social housing, and they're drinking, and they're taking drugs, but they have actually accommodation. And we have Roma around the streets who are, uh, they appear to be homeless, and they have beautiful homes near me up here on the north side, and council houses now, built specially for them. But they go into the town looking around, and they pres- present this terrible, sad picture, and actually they have beautiful uh, so- modern social housing.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, by the way, I'm, I, don't, I don't want to just pick on Roma's. No, I'm just saying, there are many Irish people who are doing the same thing, who are pulling the wool over the system. I, I mean, I, I understand that, I mean, and I know what you're trying to say. Yes, and, and, right. I, and I'm not disagreeing with you, Yeah, but there are other people who do that too, you know what I mean? And and there are people who are pulling the wool over the system's eyes, so to speak. And
2: of course, also, when you, uh, many of the people, not to be criticised people
0: who are drug addicts, but.
2: They're homeless quite often by their own hand now. They've had, well, well, families have had te- to put them out because of their behaviour. Yeah, but
0: that's that's not what I want to talk about today because no, yeah. I, I did mention at the start of the, the item that Sinead Ryan made this comment about not the type that can sometimes be described as homeless. And she's been castigated for saying that because people said, what type are normally homeless? And I think we'd be foolish to believe for a minute that we don't have an image of a homeless yeah, person. Yes, of, course. of course we do. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody, when they think of homelessness, they think of drug addiction, alcohol. We think of people, maybe a young mother with a lot of children in temporary accommodation because that's the perceived notion of homelessness so far. But now everybody's talking about this new type of homeless.
2: Well, yes, and, and, and there should be talk about it now and there should be talk about it in the dial. I hope there will be. And I hope that the the, uh, the TDs bring it up and uh, this. And I say, of course, and a lot of these people now, like Darien, they're very proud, now. they don't. Uh, they well, don't, as I
0: would be too. They don't want
2: to go for to places like the Vincent de Paul or Go to people. I know, I've, I've
0: had one or two people, friends of mine, and nicely would say to me, you know, look, if you want to go over and sleep on my sofa, or you want to look, I have a spare bed in my house, but I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I've never had to do that in my life. Oh yeah, and I'm not yes. going to start doing it at this point in my life. No
2: see, that's the thing, and and and, and that, that's why they're more hidden because they won't come forward sometimes, and they'll mm. suffer an in silence because they won't go to. But people's. I can tell you,
0: it is depressing, James. They
2: won't go to Katrina, Toomey, and Penny dinners because they, they, of a certain pride. They never took anything from anybody now.
0: An well, it is depressing. I have to go to the break, James. Uh, Save me if you want. To. The numbers travel 8 two eight three zero eight. I'm talking about the hidden homeless, and it's been on the news over the last twenty four hours but people who find themselves in a circumstance whereby they just do not have a home anymore. And they've lost their home to whatever. Uh, a lot of the time, by the way, would be to divorce or separation, uh, which a lot of the time would be men. Then there are women as well who find themselves in that situation to no fault of their own as well because of maybe separation or divorce. Or maybe they lost their job and the bank took their house back off them and now they're 50, 60 years of age and they're destined never to own a home again. And they've worked all their lives. I mean, is there anything we can do? Or is that kind of some sort of socialist idea that there's something we can do to help those people? Because we do help homeless people. We try our best, certainly, with there's any amount of organisations out there to help the homeless. But then there was 87 188 should we be doing anything? Is everybody entitled to a home or have I got it all wrong? All right, so me and text me and Richie says, I'm not sure if it's a PC issue. I think the problem is, speaking about Sinead Ryan, is she couldn't give a you-know-what when the homeless were uneducated working-class men, but now they're educated professional women, so all of a sudden it's an important issue. He said, if you want to go down the PC road, would, be, would it be acceptable for her to refer to a terrorist as a type or a child-grooming type or a gangbanging type? Um, OK, so I think the point he's making is, but I think it's which I think it's different when you're talking about homelessness. I think to, to suggest we don't have a perceived notion of what a homeless person is or what they look like would be a bit silly because everybody does have a perceived notion because we see it in documentaries all the time, but that doesn't mean that is real. Uh, let me go to Martin. Martin, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Martin? Not too bad today, no. Good. There is a perceived notion of the word homelessness, isn't there?
3: Oh, there is, yeah, without a doubt. You know, um, we all think of the, the the tramp on the street or the of course the person that can't sort of uh, get themselves through the day. You know, I mean that's always been a fact of life. You know, but the the thing is with the current situation that we're in, I mean we're at the, you know we're still in the broken housing market and the financial collapse and all the issues that uh, uh, were never properly addressed. You know that are all coming to the surface now. You know. Um, but you know, having said that, you know we live, we live with this ha- broken housing model, but there 's always been people like you and me you know who've had divorces and we 've had to find uh, a new way of life you know later on in li- later on in life you know there 's always been that, but the situation is that there has always been some way of, of finding something to fall back on, um, but that 's not there anymore because the government adopted you know a while back to actually abdicate its responsibility for looking after um, you know, uh, a country and its citizens, and, and and primarily focused on building economies and, and keeping you know the, the golden circle in the the riches they're accustomed to. You know? So we've we've lost the way of actually dealing with society that, uh, in a holistic fashion Um because we've gone and made housing mm-hmm. you know a cash cow. So now we've got this situation where you know it'll be two people and two lodgers who can afford a house, not 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 just. You know, that's what I
0: mentioned earlier on. Nowadays, you really have to be in a relationship to own a home because you're not going to get a mortgage otherwise. Well, unless you have a very good job. As Tony mentions here, homeless and live in my car, and uh, the money I have I use to keep warm and get food. Lost everything wife, job, and home. And that's a very typical story. Stay with me Martin just for a second yeah, if you can yeah. as well. I want to go to Sarah too. Sarah, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Sarah?
4: Hi, Niall. How are you?
0: Good, Sarah. I mean, I, I mean, there, this conversation has been going on for 24 hours on, on all media now, it seems. The yeah. kind of hidden homeless. The, the homeless we don't think about.
4: Yeah, exactly. Like, my dad was in that situation. Like, he owned his own business for years. Like, worked hard, owned his own business. Now, he was renting a house because him and my mom separated or whatever. Well, like that, the rent was crazy. So he lost his business and then he couldn't pay the rent and he tried to go through the council to try turn the house into one of the council houses yeah. but long story short they couldn't because she didn't sign for the rent landlord okay. landlord um, thing so um he became homeless he couldn't afford it and now he's living on top of a pub. and like he doesn't drink he doesn't anything like that he just it was just he fell hard and there's people there that actually live with him. And are what, what, age is, what age is he, Sir, He's
0: 57. Yeah, okay, We're around the same age yeah. as myself. Yeah, okay. So, and, and that seems to be the age which people find themselves most vulnerable because you're not going to get a mortgage at 57 years of age.
4: He's not. And he left school when he was like 14 years of age back then. Like, So he doesn't really, like he has his occupation or whatever, but he hasn't actually got a qualification. He's just done it for years, you know, that kind of way. And he's so, a man who's um,
0: worked hard all his life.
4: Yeah, And this is the way it is. And he keeps ringing the council, he keeps ringing the council and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Now there is a shortage on one bed, but he's been there for two years now, you know?
0: Yeah. And and I'm sure he's not happy. I'm sure it's not making him feel any better. I mean, it doesn't help his self-confidence and it doesn't help his self-esteem and everything else.
4: Definitely not. Like, especially because, like, there is people, like, he was saying there to me yesterday that on top of the pub he went upstairs and there was loads of people wandering around and... He just said it's crazy, like you know, but they keep popping them off, and yeah. like there's 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 people there with professions living there next to him, like you know, know. they're not all just like alcoholics and drunkies as people think
0: like you know but. Yeah. So, what, so what is the answer I mean is it that we I mean I'm not saying we shouldn't focus on what we typically believe are homeless people of course and homeless people who are living on the streets and then I suppose over the last few years we've talked a lot about say young women with children who find themselves in temporary accommodation yeah. homeless but we don't talk about this type of homelessness a lot what should we be doing I mean should there be more there for people like that
4: yeah, there should be, and it's hard because, like, he is trying to rent even, like, there's a hap or something like that. So, but the rent is crazy. Like, say he gets the limit of whatever it is, he's a single man. For yeah, he's never, he's never he's never going
0: to get enough, yeah. He's yeah.
4: never, he's never going to, like, you know, that kind of way. So, I don't know what it's kind of stuck between a rock well, and a hard place, you know? Yeah, so, I mean,
3: I'll, I'll tell you what happened to sort of my generation and people that I knew in my generation that went through divorces and stuff like that. They found themselves renting a... Uh, a, a council flat uh, out, out in the middle of the city somewhere, you know, yeah. uh, and they built, rebuilt the lines back on from that. But yeah. see, that's, that's not there here. You know, I mean, it was there in no. the UK when, when I had my issues, but that's not available here. Yeah. And the reason why that has happened is that the councils and the government at the time turned the back on basically the population and tried to make ordinary citizens, private landlords, to soak up what was the social housing need at the time. They pushed it all away. Like they've done everything else. Everything's now in an agency. Government departments deal with the agency or whatever. They pushed everything away from themselves that they have any modicum of responsibility over in looking after the and, and you know, I mean, and
0: Martin, I understand the way Sarah's father might feel. I mean, went, well, but mind you, I'm in the same situation myself. I'm yeah. living in a hotel room now. Thanks, if thankfully, I have some great support to my partner, she's a wonderful person. I go yeah. there every weekend, yeah. and that's great, and that takes me away from that. But, oh, during, but, you, the yeah, but during the week, <laughs> I'd be embarrassed to bring anybody to. I mean, I'm living in a hotel room, well, <laughs> you I, I, know, I what I mean, a yeah, it's a travel lodge. Yeah, I edge. mean, don't get me wrong, it's a travel, yeah, it's nice.
3: I had a job in London for for seven years. My first three years was living in a
0: yeah in a hotel
3: room or in a b and B during the week, you know. And and it's just, it's a huge struggle when your marriage breaks up, uh, and, and and things that you've saved for and worked for all your life gone, gone, gone. Exactly. It. I mean, it actually,
0: you know, it's the you, you, you do sit there, and I'm sure Sarah's father's doing the same thing, sitting there in the room, reassessing your whole life and going, "What was that all yeah. about? What was yeah, that? Yeah, why? I why, why did I bother? Sorry, Sarah."
4: There's enough of us around, like, he's enough kids that he kind of changes his routine every day. He goes to different houses, like, you know, to kind of... Keep busy and stuff like that, Not, and he is doing a few niches on the side. But good. Like, well, that well, that's good. At
0: least he has the support of his family and of you, Sarah, and your sisters, or whatever else it is, or your brothers, or whoever it is in your family. And I'm glad to hear that. But look, uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Martin. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is zero eight uh, seven one double eight triple zero eight. A lot of people text again. Thirty five year old man, no home of my own after my relationship broke down, I have three young children and nowhere for them to come to stay with me. Uh, life in this country is tough for a lot of young Irish men. It is, I'll be honest with you, mainly men who are finding themselves in the situation. We're texting and what's happened in today at 87 treble By the way, some people have been texting in and want to know some details of where they can send or find out if you want to rent out a room to students because Beth was suggesting it at the start of the show. If you do want to rent a room out to students, by the way, uh, you can. we'll pass the, the information you've sent in as we pass on to Beth. But if you contact your local college or university, and I'm sure they'll have a student union there, you can contact them, I'm sure, and they'll be able to help you out as well. Patrick, you're in Ireland's classic kids. Say to you, Patrick. How are you now? Uh, now, Patrick, you've been couch surfing for the last, what, how uh, many years now?
5: A year, I've been doing it
0: for a year, Okay,
5: but it's uh okay. I left the, the family home, moved uh, in with my ex partner. Right, okay. Uh, and, are, you, are you
0: separated or divorced or what?
5: No, we weren't married. We were flat. We were oh, we're just living married together? Okay. We we're living together. Um relationship broke down.
0: Okay. I don't, I don't need to know that the personal details of why it broke no, down. But it broke down. No, yeah. no.
5: Okay. Yeah, it broke down. It happens. Um, and since then, it's been kind of an ongoing battle. It's just to try and find. I can't mention Dublin. Still expensive.
0: Okay, you and, and do, you, do you have children yourself? I
5: have three children.
0: Okay. Three young children. So that's going to be really difficult then if you want any access to the children. You've nowhere to bring them? No.
5: <laughs> Lucky enough, uh, I've gone to their parents' house there. The ring on which it has to be done.
0: Okay but
5: can't can't have them stay with me. Um have they haven't actually had a sleep have with me in, uh, in over the year that I've been separated.
0: And when you say you're couch so, surfing, are you couch surfing in the same place for the last year or different places? No, or? I've
5: been i to different places friends, stuff like that. Friends, oh, family, yeah. Friends, yeah. it's uh, just and, enough, and, I'm are, you,
0: are you working in Dublin, is it?
5: I'm, work, yeah, I'm working full-time in Dublin. Okay, really. so, so moving that. out of the
0: city is not an option. So, unfortunately... No. I, I, yeah, I know the situation in Dublin is pretty tough. Even a one-bed apartment, you're looking at two grand.
5: Yeah.
0: And that's just, it's just not that affordable?
5: It's not affordable. Nothing is affordable in Dublin. Like, even for for, my, for like myself or even a lot of other people out there um, that I know would be in similar situations with kids. It's When you have... Uh, a, a, a mix of boys and girls you need to have the space for them you have their own space and stuff like that but it's, so it's, what's it's and, and,
0: and I, I'm listening to everybody's story today and I absolutely empathise with everybody because as I mentioned i have already I'm in a similar situation but so what's the answer?
5: Um, I don't know I don't know that's the truth I mean because I, I know uh, I
0: know how depressing it is Patrick and how depressing it must be for you to be on a sofa uh, and, somebody else is, and you feel obliged to somebody else. You don't want to be doing that. You know, it's, not, it's not what you worked, you know, well, I know you're a fairly young man, still 35, but you've obviously worked a long time and whatever, been working a long time. I've been working since I'm 13, though. Huh? So, honey,
5: it's... Uh, and when, yeah. and, and
0: I, I'm only talking from personal experience to be lying there at night, looking up at the ceiling, going, what was that all about?
5: Well, I've lied there, I've Oh no! No shame in saying that. Yep. I've cried about the whole situation that where where my life is. Um, what do you do?
0: And where do you see you yourself? Know, where yourself see yourself in a year, in the same situation?
5: I hope not. Only time will tell. I just one thing. I, I just I, I just keep fighting. I keep down away.
0: Have you have uh, you been if, to the the social welfare? And uh, are, 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 I don't know what you earn or what your earnings are, but if they're low enough, you could be entitled to HAP, which will help out a little bit. Have you have you tried that?
5: I have been going down, looking down that road um, because I came from a social housing. Um, I, I was in social housing, uh, that's what I left. Yeah, uh, um, they they look for this and that, and trying to get in. <laughs> Because of the time that it was uh, things happened with COVID and everything else, unfortunately, it's um, a lot of things have been put on the long finger with the council. And they are making it very, very tough to get in contact, get people, get anything to get it in, to get them, to get them through. Their so so what you're saying
0: is the bureaucracy and the hoops that you have to jump to are to make it too it's difficult crazy. for somebody like you. It's crazy. And, and all you need is a bit of help to get your foot back on the ladder again.
5: Yeah. That's all you that's
0: need. All. I mean, it's not like you might need it permanently. It's just something to get you going again.
5: No, but what they'd expect you to do is go into a hostel or something like that to go homeless to fail of some of the stuff that they have. And for me, that's just... I wouldn't... No, go
0: I right. wouldn't. I wouldn't there's do stories, that either, no.
5: stories that are out there about hospitals. And, and I know there's, unfortunately, people out there that have... I'm wouldn't uh, have to live in
0: that situation, yeah.
5: But yeah. so it's not nice. I know people walking in and they, they've taken pictures, they've taken videos of a room that they've been put in and you couldn't you even smear a And then you have the like drugs and needles and everything else lying around. It's like That's not a place that I can be. It's not a place I can bring my children. It's,
0: it's just not right. Well, I, I, if it helps or if it makes you feel better, I'm not, not going to make any feel better. I can tell you, I have a litany of messages here from people in exactly the same situation. And uh, well, and on this occasion today, it happens to be the majority are male, yeah. who have been in relationships, got divorced or separated or whatever it happens to be, mm-hmm. and ended up basically couch surfing or sleeping rough.
5: Yeah,
0: or sleeping well, in, like sleeping a, in the car. As one guy mentioned, yeah. There.
5: Well, I've done. I've slept in my truck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so I've
0: done that. Um, like,
5: I I can be lucky at times where yes, I have I do have my parents there that were. I would do that. But again, it's,
0: you don't want to be back in the family No, home. no, that's, that's, that's the last thing you want. That's not good for the self-confidence and, and anything else. But look, Pete, or Patrick, I wish you well uh, and I hope things get better for you really soon. I'm sorry to cut you a little bit short, but I've got to go into news. But I hope things look up for you, Patrick, and I hope things improve and your circumstances improve and I hope you get a bit of help or support from somebody. Uh, the number's 087-188-0008. Right after the break, I'll talk to Peter Dooley from the Renters' Union. See can we get any improvement on this situation we've had so many messages inundated actually with messages and uh, texts in relation to people who find themselves later in life, and this has been discussed as said well, over the last twenty four hours all across the media, which is not I trying to put it not the type that can sometimes be described as homeless, in other words, people that you don't expect to be homeless or by definition, as being homeless, and there's people who find themselves in a situation where they did have everything. They might have had a home, bank took it back. Maybe they've in a broken relationship, whatever it is, and they find themselves literally like our previous caller Peter, who is couch surfing now at the age of 35 with three children and an ex partner. I mean, these are difficult situations, very difficult situations. But what do we do about it? It does come back to the idea that everybody's entitled or has a constitutional right to a home. That would be difficult to do because that could be very expensive for the state to do that. But we do have a responsibility, particularly to people who have worked all their lives, paid their taxes. We spoke to derry last week and she had a good job, worked all her life. Unfortunately, she her relationship broke down. Later in life, she lost her home to, to no fault of her own uh, because obviously she was getting older and she retired. Now she's back working again. But anyway, she's renting a house and now the person who's renting it is selling that house on and She could find herself in a very difficult situation. So, I mean... What do we do to help people? How do we give people a little bit of a hand up in those situations who will never probably own their own home because they're not going to get a mortgage? Also, I do want to talk about narcissism in a few minutes, but just before I do that, I want to go to Peter Dooley who's from the Dublin Renters Union. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Norm. Now, it, it, I, you know me, Peter. It's a bit of a socialist idea to s- expect to pay for a house for everybody. And, you know, I don't think we could do that. I don't think we would have enough money to do something like that. But how do you have those, as we call them, the hidden homeless, which have been discussed in the media for the last 24 hours? How do we, talk, how do we deal with that? Well, absolutely.
6: Well, it's heartbreaking the stories you're hearing of so many people. And, and on the ground, we're meeting uh, people daily that are in those situations, that are staying with friends and uh, friends' couches, uh, people we know who are sleeping in pants, uh-huh. and other people who are forced into rough sleeping as well. It's absolutely heartbreaking. But it, it is preventable because other countries have used examples as Finland, for instance, has a housing first policy for people who might fall, for instance, on you know unexpected homelessness, for instance, whether a marriage breakup or issues like that. Um, where they it would seems
0: to be one of the very common reasons, by the way, that it happens.
6: Well, that, that would be it. Like, well, know, it's I mean,
0: always the case that two, are, that two are better than one because currently in Dublin at the moment, you really have to be in a relationship to even afford a one-bed apartment because you need to share it with somebody else because you couldn't afford it on your own.
6: Well, it's astronomical. We all know the rents are able to rent or, or in Dublin. Um, you know, going through the roof, and everything.
0: Two grand, two grand for a one bed apartment. It's it's impossible for most people to try
6: and rent anywhere. Like, but I mean, there are solutions there, as you said. Just to the hard part of the point, I was making about the housing first policy, but where people do fall, for instance, into that situation where the marriage break up, and they, they should be supported by uh, the state, and there should be tailored support that supports put in place for people like that as well. For instance, who who, who, who needs to get the proper support, and anybody who, for instance. Causing the homelessness, but again, to go back to the solution, the the real solutions will be issues like long-term security to tenants tenants that we fight for, um, issues like a, a rent freeze now currently as well issues like a vacant home tax that I, I spoke to you about as well. So there are, there are real solutions there which, are, which the government, again, are just ideologically opposed
0: to. Uh, and an why, do you, why do you believe when Daryl O'Brien b- brought or brought out his housing plan there two three weeks ago, mind you, it was overshadowed, of course, by the Catherine Sapone incident. But when he brought out the housing plan, there was nothing really in that. Now, he did mention about the vacant uh, property tax. That was a mention. I don't know whether they'll do that. Maybe it's not in their best interest to do that because many politicians out there probably have their own uh, properties. Uh, but in, in saying that, I mean, do you believe that that's going to happen?
6: Well, they've they backtracked already and the Department of Finance has come out with a, with a recommendation, I think,
0: uh, currently to say that they're not, they're not really pushed on,
6: on, on pursuing a vacant home tax. But the idea of the vacant home tax is is, is quite uh, relevant if you look at the context of Dublin, where anybody could walk down the street and see so many, it of vacant, derelict buildings, and on top of that, luxury apartments being kept empty by vulture funds that, that don't pay any tax on rental income that are keeping them empty, the liberties that keep the rent artificially high. And these aren't being penalised. Other countries, for instance, like uh, Canada have taxed them. Uh, in Barcelona, they, they, they basically taxed so them So, so a, what way do you work bills.
0: that out? So basically, you can leave it idle for a certain period of time, and after that period of time, unless you have a very good reason and get some sort of waiver for it, you have to pay a tax on it.
6: Yeah, well, I think, exactly. I think a penalty would, would be, a, a penalty, for instance, i will giving you the example of Barcelona. What they did was uh, they, they basically said to the owners of these, these uh, vacant homes, if you weren't rented out within, uh, say, for instance, three months, they would buy them at half the market price and use it as public housing for people. Uh, so again, it would force them to be brought back into the market uh, to, to actually have an immediate impact on supply and uh, force down rents as well, uh, which just help alleviate the crisis we're in currently. And we see all the proliferation. You know, I know your previous speakers were talking about student accommodation crisis and stuff. Uh, but you know, you see the issues with student housing, moving into long-term uh, Airbnb's, and all this sort of stuff, which is absolutely just uh, wrong because we should be supplying homes for people who need them in the in the country and city initially, and then if there's any excess stock, great use for tourists if you want it. But yeah, as as and, and I know the students continue. are out
0: protesting as well because that's a whole other issue in relation to student, student accommodation, which is not available at the moment, temporary accommodation for students, which is very, very difficult for them and I, I get that as well. But I, but I think uh, more needs to be done, Peter. I think we need to have a longer conversation about it. That no, uh, will
6: pe- be certainly, any time I'd be glad to talk about it. But just to finish on a point, one about the homelessness in terms of the, uh, the other people, for instance, I know one example, for instance, I was talking to a man last night who comes, who's in a hospital in town, but his marriage broke up as well, and he comes. He's from around the, the south Dublin area, and comes across to the canal, um just to be familiar with areas he's, he's living in because he's from that community, and he's been he's in the northern inner city in a hospital all the time, and it's horrific, like, and it's heartbreaking. But these are prevent there are preventable solutions there, and proper support should be put in place for the state to do that. And I think uh, this isn't something that's radical at all, Noel, or what you mentioned previously. You know, I think it's something that. We need to Okay, that's yeah, a
0: common-sense approach, really, isn't it, Peter? You're right, you are right. And for a change, no, we, for a change we actually agree with each other. Uh, no, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Peter, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming on. Peter Judy from the Dublin Renters' Union. Uh, okay, let me just go to Darianne before I go to the break, who I, I spoke about earlier on because she was the reason I raised that topic today earlier on, about finding yourself in a really difficult situation later in life, where you could end up literally on the street, because we talked to Darianne briefly about it the other night. But Darianne, how are you?
1: Jerry, oh, thank
0: you for thank you for opening the airwaves today because it was your influence the other night. And not only that, you might have noticed over the last 24 hours, it's been in the media, it was on TV last yeah. night, it was on yesterday. I, I heard it on the radio as well. Yeah. So th- there, there's a oh, conversation I happening.
1: Though, I believe it was on Joe yesterday and I said, oh, I'm sticking with, with now, and because you, in fairness, you know, you give her the window of opportunity. And I, I just briefly heard some of it there because I was busy getting rid of rubbish. And um, I... Uh, Do, I for, well, for people
0: that. very uh, very quickly who don't listen to the nighttime show, Jerry ann sure. your, your circumstance was, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this at all, but you worked hard yeah, all I your like, life. You, you mentioned the other night you worked mm-hmm. in Aer Lingus, you worked in Cabin Crew. You had a really good job. Of yep. course, that would have been considered a very glamorous job in its day, of course, as mm-hmm. well. And a very good... I mean, a lot of people would have wanted a job like that, particularly women at the time. And it was a great job you were in a relationship you were married you had a nice home you had a family all of a sudden it all goes pear-shaped and and you lost well your family grew up moved on Um, your relationship broke down you were in the house for a while on your own and then unfortunately just couldn't afford it on your own because you know you got No actually can I just can I
1: just stop you there because back then men had more rights than women and I didn't get to keep that family home. I had to get out. I was told, that's when I was told I could have a flat in Ballymone because there was no Fingal uh, county Council. It was only Dublin City. And that was, and then there was red tape where women on their own, whether you're single, divorced, whatever, could not get a mortgage on their own. And I spent two years getting through that red tape. So the journey started from way back then. Mm-hmm.
0: So, you did manage to get that, but you couldn't afford it because, unfortunately, you were getting to a point in your life where, you know, full-time work um, yeah, yeah. I suppose, and obviously your, your job in Aer I'm assuming you retired from Aer did you?
1: Well, I had to because I couldn't, I couldn't deal with having people mind the kids when I was away. I was on flights to New York. Of course, yeah. And I had to make a call on it for, for their sake, even though I was going, it was going to put me in another quantum. Now, I kept going... Sorry, if you want to keep going there, don't you? No, 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 here. no, no, on. you
0: you finished the story for me then, go on. Yeah,
1: yeah, well, I, I mean, yeah, I kept going. I got some more lucky breaks, um, and then I was putting kids through college and various things, and I never, ever had enough money. So I got caught into the remortgaging, like half the country did, where, that was way back when back I Back in the Celtic
0: Tiger, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, when I should have been finished the mortgage, because I never had enough money, no matter what job I did, to rear two kids of my own and to, to, to run a house and the whole lot. So I got caught into that. So then in, in the crash of 2013, uh, I was one of the first to face the, to lose a job again and to not be able to get a job at that point. And then the banks wouldn't deal with me. There was no boxes ticked. I offered it to the council. They couldn't take my home. They'd take it tomorrow if I had it today. And it just it snowballed into that. And then I did get to... I rented for... Twice, I think, in two places, and the rents just kept soaring. And then, what was it? What was it like, needed, like?
0: If I could just take you back a little bit to uh, two thousand and thirteen, sure. when the, when the bank took your house back off you, I mean, how difficult was that time for you?
1: Well, it was extremely. I literally remember having it rented out and having a tenant from hell, and having to come back to Dublin because I'd gone up to to stay in Mead where I was renting cheaper and trying to keep the mortgage going and then to find that um, my tenant wasn't paying the rent. That time, they were getting the rent. And I came home, to, to, and when I looked at what they had done to my home, I mean, they cut electricity wires out the back. They took a thing out of a gas thing at the side of my house. If my daughter had been smoking and went around the side, the whole road would have been blown up. I don't mean simple damage. They to they, the so place. I remember, they got it, and I remember sitting on the floor and just the tears coming down my eyes and going, I don't want to live anymore. No point. kids are grand. They're, they're very happy. If they're alive, I am out of here. I cannot do this. And I ended up in St. Patrick's for four months, which was horrendous.
0: I'm sorry, hear.: Yeah, I'm sorry, hear.
1: Yeah, it was horrendous. But no, and it's
0: the fact... No, look, you're trying to corner. Easy. I know you're in a better place now. You're in a better place now.
1: I'm in a better place, but why I'm prepared to talk is, and, and if you want to go to break, rent, and if you're coming back, I want to be a voice for other people who are like me, and they not feel they can say it because there's a lot of shame attached to the fact. Not that I feel it anymore. I couldn't care less. Yeah, but well it is. But it's a
0: terrible feeling, and and I, and I don't want to yeah. ask your age on the air, Darianne, Right? But you're.
1: I don't care.
0: You know me. <laughs> right. Okay. I'll be
1: I'll be 68 in January. I okay, so, but, but here you
0: are 68 years of age, you know, and you had everything. When I say everything, you had your home, you had your marriage, you had your kids, you did everything. And now you're 68 and you have nothing. Do you understand you know what I'm saying? And it's a terrible yeah. feeling to get to that point in your life and look back and go, what was that all about? I've worked yeah. all my life. For what? For no, I have nothing to show for it. Exactly. I mean, I'm not one
1: that wants
0: to show material.
1: Things. What I want is to have a door, a, 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 a place to walk into to close the door because I can just say it's mine while I'm alive. I don't. I, I, I. always said I didn't even want houses to leave to kids. If they couldn't get off their backsides and earn themselves to have their homes, they needn't think they're dependent on me. And they did do that and they have done that and they've never gone down the road of the social. But they have their own families and their own troubles and their own everything. And they're just not in the position to put a house anywhere
0: for me. And I wouldn't even expect it from them. No, and, I, I don't think any parent really wants their children to do that. No, I mean, no, not no, have to. No, I, and no more than I'd ring my son tomorrow and say, can I sleep in your sofa? So so exactly. no parent wants to do that. They don't want to go back to their own children because maybe you feel, ah, there is some level of shame to that, is there? Maybe, I don't know, or maybe pride. Pride is probably a better word.
1: Well, uh, pride, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
0: so you're working now. Um, because yeah, you got, well, you, got was, you, you got offered a yeah. job accidentally recently. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And you're you're back working, and but the house you're living in, unfortunately, the landlord to no fault of theirs, but they just made a decision no, to no, sell the house. Yeah, and I will say that this
1: this is not me against landlords. Of this course, is, this is, they, they have to do what they have to do.
0: So when have you to be out by?
1: Well, originally I was on notice. Uh, from March. Oh, 20. but because of the
0: COVID, of course, yeah, we didn't, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, but there's still a question mark around whether that was, is still valid, and it, it, trying to get the, trying to get that information out of people well, is like pulling
0: yeah, Oh, but all that's going to happen is you're prolonging the inevitable, anyway. So well, at some yeah, point you're going to have but, to go.
1: But but no, what I'm going to say is. If I was still on that, I did secure a place in July. But I now have lost it because the HAC people are going to take eight weeks to validate my paperwork. And I had got somewhere at a good price at at, at what I could afford. The lady was delighted with me, suited both of us. It's down the drain. And, this is
0: where- and, and it's going to take so it's the bureaucratic system. And I'm, I'm running out of time, but it is. It's the bureaucracy involved in trying to get that organised to get you the housing assistance programme and to get you enough money so you can rent that off a house that you've actually found. And we need to change the way we do it. Darianne, I'm not cutting you short, but unfortunately I have to go to a break. But listen, thank you very much indeed. And, and thank you for raising that issue today because a lot of people spoke, you might have heard them just before you come on the air earlier on as well. But there's a situation Darry Ann finds herself in, and many other people at that point in her life looking back at your life when you've had everything. When I say everything, you had somewhere to live, and you've had a relationship and you've had children, and then you look back and you find yourself in nothing. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio, the multi-award-winning Niall Boylan show.
2: Classic hit.